Sport Tracks on SAFM with John Kriger. With John, John, John Kriger. All right, new feature that I started a couple of weeks ago, and we're talking to sports journalists, those that get paid to watch sports. It's a lekker job. Hey, imagine that, getting paid to watch sports. One of them is prolific tweeter, also sportscaster, content creator, writer, MC, media officer, and voiceover artist, Naledi Apane. How's it, Naledi? I'm good. How are you? Wow, what an intro. I'm not even all that. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's what it says there on the top of your Twitter, so don't even try and pretend. I'm not, hey. But you know, when you said that, I'm actually one of the busiest tweeters. I was like, wow, do I tweet that much? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was having a look. I was trying to count how many tweets you made in the last, I don't know, eight hours or so. I got stuck at 130,000. No ways. <laughs> Uh, t- do you you sit and watch all these football matches? You're 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 very active during football matches. How do you how do you do that and watch the football and make comments on people that follow? You know what I do now? I actually watch most of the games both on my laptop and my TV. So the most mm. interesting games have to be watched. <laughs> That's how I do it. And then, of course, with the phone in my hand, I can, you know, easily just say, okay, Man United lost, okay, let's do this. Um, what's the team that lost today? Chelsea. I'm so happy they lost. Mm-hmm. So that's how I do it. You know, uh, I, I, I juggle. I watch on both my laptop and the TV. And you're retweeting and you're replying to your fans as well. And All you, you, at the you, same you, time. You have a proper conversation with your fans. It's fantastic. Well, with your followers. Let's not use them <laughs> the fans. With your followers. Which is why you have six and a half trillion followers, which is great. <laughs> You're so funny, John. <laughs> I've, got, I've got like five. And that's maybe because I tell my followers, like, shush. <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, I, 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 it's very important to like, um, you know, engage because then mm. when you're just posting and not engaging, it, it becomes boring, I think. Like, so for mm. me, um, to keep it interesting, I respond and just to hear what other people thought of the game because, you know, we both love the game, but always have different views on how um, the games transpired. So, yeah, it's always important to engage. All right, let's quickly talk about what's happened. Big football news over the last couple of days. First of all, the Chelsea loss, which we're gonna, I'm going to commiserate and you're going to gloat. And that's okay. That's what's, <laughs> why, why we love football so much. But this Bafana Bafana Ghana saga, what do you make of that? Well, you know what? You know what? What's sad is that we know that we were robbed, right? And mm. we did all things necessary to make sure that, you know what, we at least get a replay. But that wasn't the case. So now my question would be, remember the, the incident with, um, with, with Senegal and they filed a complaint to FIFA and they were granted the opportunity to replay. So now my thoughts were, okay, we really do have this on merit, you know, and we're robbed. We could have gotten a lot of penalties. We could have gotten this, gotten that, you know. But, you know, to be quite honest with you, I'm still trying to figure out what the problem is. Why were we not granted the replay? Because I feel like we deserved it. If anything, we really deserved it. So, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know what to make of it, hey? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play devil's advocate and say we should have won the match. Even we, if we'd we really lost, should. you know, we, we should have won 2-1 or 3-1. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're crying about a penalty, and I get it. I mean, it's, it was a dubious call. It looked a bit soft. But why didn't Bafana go on and win the game 2-1? Maybe the referee just stopped them from winning, and yeah, that could be the big picture. I mean, we, we played against half men, if, if you saw that. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yes. 
Rose 11 versus 12. So uh, we really had no chance there. I feel, and my heart pains because I feel like, you know what, with the squad that Coach Hugo Bruce really brought up, um, mm. the, the, the players that he's, you know, the young squad, the under 30s, he's done an incredible job making sure that we are top of the table from the first match till the last, obviously. But um, with things not going the way that we had anticipated on the very last day is painful, which makes me question how um, the other fans from the south of Joburg really survived losing on that league <laughs> on the very last day, on the last of, day. <laughs> of the season. So it's, it's painful. <laughs> I, was bro- I think we were broadcasting at the time when that game was being played. And it was it was during the lockdown, and you know, we didn't have very much to talk about it. And we, we took calls at the beginning of the season, to say, oh, and people were saying, "Just give Chiefs the title, just give them a title." <laughs> and then they were crying when we <laughs> when I we remember. did the last game. <laughs> uh, now, lady, uh, just quickly, I, I see that you uh, you retweeted. I don't understand this. Cape Town City. Uh, putting out their lineup and everything, saying who was on the bench, their coach, they had their graphic up. Did they think they were going to play against Kaiser Chiefs today? For the fact that um, Kaiser Chiefs said that they won't be able to host them, right? Mm. And obviously, the PSL hasn't said anything, you know, whether the, the, they were granted to postpone their games. Nothing was said. So obviously, right. if nothing was said, you will want to, you know, make sure that you obey all the rules, update mm. whatever you have to update. Just make sure that you are there. Should anything happen, you are there. So no, I don't blame Cape Town City for doing what they had to do because PSL said nothing, you know. So for them to get there and the gates are locked, they can't even enter the state. <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing, really. I mean, the, the state it's of a- our league is just... Yeah, <laughs> it's another embarrassment. It it's it seems as if you know Safa give the give away own goals all the time, and I can use that analogy. It's a great analogy. <laughs> it seems it seems these own goals from Safa or the PSL. It, I don't. Why do you think that is? As a football fan and somebody who's spoken to these people all the time, what do you make of all of that? Well, first of all, I think. Things need to change in terms of the leadership because if you have a team that says um, we're not going to be able to host a certain team because of one, two, three, the least you can do, communicate. Are you granting them the, you know, are you granting them the permission to postpone or should the games go on? You know, that's my thing. I feel like we need leadership that could actually communicate on time with people so we know what is happening, what is not. So... Yeah, a change there has to, a very serious change there has to take mm. place. All right, let's talk about you. I mean, that's the reason we got you in here, Lanady, <laughs> yeah. and that was the whole point. All right, uh, sports journalists, how did you How did you get into the industry? How did you, st- uh, first of all, how old are you? You look like 23, 24. Uh, no, I'm 21. <laughs> 21, all right. So yeah. what's, a 21, what's a young 21-year-old doing becoming a sports journalist? Well, I always say that I've always been a sporty child growing up. You know, I used to play athletics at school. I was part of the running team. I ran 100 meters. I played softball. I was very active. And then in high school, I played tennis. And for me to get into the industry, I must give all the credit to my grandfather because every single day he'd sit in the living room and just watch football. And obviously, as a little girl, all I wanted to do was just, you know, watch cartoons and all mm-hmm. that, but obviously with the old man there, um, he had to watch all these games. And, you know, funny enough, every time he'd see the women pitch side, the likes of Carol, the likes of Mpo and them, he'd say, you know, 
that's where I see you. Eventually, that is like those words were planted in me. And also, I fell in love with football from a very young age because of those words. And just sitting and just, you know, enjoying. Football is so fun, if you're being honest. Football is so fun. So that is how... I got into it, you know, and I realized that, you know, it's not only football. I'm passionate about um, athletics as well. I love mm. the broadcasting side of things. I love talking. I can go on and on and on. <laughs> so how I got into it is that after after school, I decided, you know what, let me just go and, you know, improve on the craft. That is when I went to City Varsity and did um, my course in radio, just mm. sharpened everything, you know, from there it was just growth. I knew how to script. I knew how to produce and I knew obviously how to talk to people on radio. So that is how I got into where I am. Okay. And you currently working on radio? Yes, I am on radio. I'm on Hope Alive Radio. I do sports there. I'm the sports okay. lady. Sports, you see, it's interesting you said that, that sports lady. <laughs> and it, I was once, I once got into such trouble because it was the first time I, uh, I was still young on radio and I'd always had a male manager and it was the first time I'd had a female manager. And I walked into the, into the, into the office one day and I said, how's the boss lady? How's it going? And she got so angry with me because I'm not a boss lady, I'm boss. Hmm. And I think, and I'm interested that you, you, I'm the sports girl or the sports lady. It's like, yeah. no, you're the sports presenter or you're the sports journal. <laughs> right? Well, for me, I don't know. For me, I, I take no offense because I am a lady, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, good point. Yeah. What do you want to be when you grow up? When I grow up? Am I not grown already? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, when I grow up, I want to be, you know, uh, a well-known, a global sportscaster, you know, and mm -hmm. just the vision really is beyond South Africa. I'd mm. love to do the EPL, I'd love to do La Liga games. So that okay. is where I see myself. You don't see yourself on a news channel like a uh, who was a Graham Joffe that broke the ice <laughs> for us on on CNN a long, long time ago. Nah, well, I wouldn't mind, but not really, not really news. I really see myself mm -hmm. more on the sports side, you know, presenting, being myself. Because I feel like on sports, you like programmed to be a certain way. <laughs> so no, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, what is do you get do you get to interview the players i see you've posted a lot of pictures with you and robert and i get that he's he's okay as a sports journalist i mean he's only won like all of the awards ever <laughs> but uh what, what is your what's your favorite part of being a sports journalist my favorite part of being a sports journalist has to be you know interviewing the players interviewing the oh. coaches just especially the coaches just knowing what's going on in their mind after a loss, what goes on in their mind before the game, you know, as they're preparing. Just like now, I recently wanted to talk to Coach Dylan Kerr before his first game, but obviously that mm. was not possible. I just wanted to find out that after taking a break for so long, what are the things that you've learned from coaching your previous team and what are you taking from then to here? And obviously with the team that you're taking over now, they haven't been doing so well. So what are you looking to change to make sure that you're making it a team that um, the supporters and the chairman, everyone at the club would want to see? So that that's like part of my favorite things, mm, you know, mm. talking to the coaches, talking to the players and going to see them train, asking questions and tra at training and yeah all of that all of the nice things <laughs> it's it's a difficult balance that you have to do as a sports reporter when you do that because you 
I mean, they are they are idols to people, football fans and mm. uh, or football football players, football coaches. They're idols. You know, they they put very high up. Same as the rugby guys and most of our sports guys, they put up there. But they're also human beings. How do you balance you know, treating a football fan? I mean, imagine if you were to interview Messi, right? Yeah. One of the greatest, well, probably the greatest footballer ever. How do you make him sound like a human being and not <laughs> and not be so awestruck? And it happens with all the players. You know, that, like if I, I've interviewed Graham Smith, for example, and I forget that he's just a normal guy sometimes because you put him so high up on a pedestal. So how do you balance that? And they don't like that. Hey, they don't like being put up on a pedestal. But I'm like, you mm-hmm. are there. So <laughs> what you have to do to make them feel comfortable or what I do, what works for me is that mm-hmm. before going on air or before doing anything professional, you know, like we have a light chat just to get to know one another and for you to be comfortable with me so that when we go on air, it sounds natural, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you Obviously, you're going to be starstruck, but... You've spoken of a. You've gotten to understand how this person is, and obviously, you're gonna feed off of their energy. How are they receiving you? You know, are you are you opening them up? So, for me, the most important thing to do: make sure that you have, um, if you can, make sure that you can talk to them off air before doing anything professional, so that you get to know one another, understand right. one another, you know, and make sure that your energies they match. Because now what happen- the other one mustn't be up there and you down here and then, you know, you uh, struggle. <laughs> what happens What happens when you do that pre-interview and they're just, you can see they don't want to be there. They're doing it because somebody told them to be there and they just get, and you know it's going to be one word answers for the next half hour. It's hectic, okay? Because now <laughs> as a broadcaster, you need to find ways to, okay, but if I'm given a one word answer, what am I going to ask next? What am I going to ask next? Because... It's also important to ask when they answer, you take whatever they've said there, you Mm -hmm. make it a question, you know. So now if you've been given one word answers, it's a problem because now (laughs) how do you move from that? And obviously (laughs) as a broadcaster, it is your job to make sure that they don't give you those one word answers, which is hectic. How do you how do you do that? Because if a person doesn't want to talk to you, they really don't want to talk. can do a snatch. Especially a team that's lost. You know, you go to the coach. <laughs> okay, here's another question for you, right? And it's, it's, a, it's a gripe that I have with sports journals across the country. So they ask the same questions. It's always the same thing. It's, all right, coach, like you had a really tough second off there. What, did, you know, what do you make of the game, eh? And it's always the same question. Mm. Obviously, the coach is going to go, well, we just lost. How do you think I feel about the game? <laughs> yeah? how, how do you get a different answer from a coach or from a player? You know what I think should be done before I answer a question? What I think should be done is that after every single game, players, coaches should be given a cooling time off. Let's say maybe 10 to 15 <laughs> minutes. Because then when you go to them immediately after the game, emotions are still mm. high. <laughs> Mm. emotions are still high they're gonna say things that they're probably gonna regret as time goes on so that's my opinion i think that they should be given some cool off time so to answer your question hey hectic okay <laughs> very hectic but um you just have to make sure that you approach them in a different way especially a team that's lost obviously you don't want to but as mm. journalists, it is our job to, you know, push and get an answer. So when a team has lost, it's very rare to find coaches wanting to open up about how their games went. But if they do, they do not want to go like into more detail. 
So then you need to like figure it out in your head. Okay, he's trying to say one, two, three. Am I right. getting it right? If you're not getting it right, then ask again until you get it. But then interviewing a coach that has lost, I it's not easy. <laughs> it's, <not> easy. <laughs> it, it's also the yeah you know, I, I, I used to interview a lot of cyclists a long long time ago and uh, their most famous thing especially for like the loser i used to love interviewing the loser because everybody's interviewing the winner so you interview the guy that comes second and their favorite answer was well it is what it is and it's like no but that's not what i want to <laughs> hear i want you to tell me what no what it is what it is you know and you like you say you got to ask the question six times before they eventually give you something that you can use mm. it is okay that. All right, so where can people, uh, I was going to say, where can people find you? You're obviously all over the Twitters. Uh, <laughs> give, give, while she was being, just just so you know, while I was interviewing Naledi, while I was talking to her, she was tweeting. No. <laughs> Not John so introducing me as well. You, you tweeted <laughs> 22 minutes ago, and we've been talking since 20 for 22 minutes. <laughs> that was before. This is when you were still sure, introducing eh? everywhere. I'm so sure. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to see what your next tweet is. All right, give us details. Where can we find Naledi Apane, radio, TV, and speaker? I'm on Instagram as Naledi underscore Apane and on Twitter. Uh, well, my favorite social app, um, it is Naledi double underscore Apane. I'm very active on those two, um, two platforms. If you do a search for Naledi Apane, you see all of that. Your LinkedIn <laughs> comes up first, by the way, to see. So really? Know. Yeah, your, link, your LinkedIn was first. Hmm. So there we go. Maybe somebody will see your LinkedIn profile and you'll be on the wireless soon. Should give me your your your. You should follow me. I'll follow you back because I want to see. Hey, like you want to see what I tweet? Yeah. No, you don't want to see what I tweet. No. I get into trouble for my tweets. <laughs> <laughs> now, lady, it's been an honor, honor speaking to you, an inspiration, and you, you've made us all have to raise our game. New little twenty-one-year-old coming along and raise and making making waves. Well done. Thank you so much for having me, John. Thank you so much. Naledi Apane, sportscaster, radio, TV, content creator, writer, MC, media officer, and voiceover artist. Follow her, Naledi double underscore Apane. So it's Naledi underscore underscore Apane, A-P-H-A-N-E. Thanks very much. That's your sportscaster for this week.